The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. NDEers often return from the experience with increased knowledge and a need to, to change careers. But sometimes, perhaps more often than we think, life-changing information comes through from the other side without our going there to get it. Today's guest, Anya Prestridge, is one such person with a fascinating story to tell. Anya has been an energy healer and light worker for more than 25 years now, and during that time she has learned and used a vast number of techniques to facilitate healing, integrating her training and experience as a registered nurse with her profound knowledge of energy medicine has made her a very successful practitioner of multidimensional healing internationally. As a medical intuitive and using dowsing techniques, she is able to identify the imbalances of the body, mind, and spirit releasing such to foster a healthy and happy life. Anya is a certified body code and emotion code practitioner with other practices as well. Um, and uh, it's time to welcome you, Anya, to uh, NDE Radio. Mm, thank you, Lee. I'm excited to talking with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, you're very welcome. With all these credentials, you've come a long way from your start as a certified nurse's aide. And... <laughs> Uh, and you, ask, yes. uh, and you told world. me, yeah, you told me you were um, absolutely convinced that you didn't want to move any further than being a CNA, didn't want to do any more than that until a certain patient named Tom entered your life. So, so tell us what happened to start you on this uh, advanced multidimensional career of yours. I was, um, yeah, after I stopped flying, I was a flight attendant for a while. Uh, I decided to go in healthcare. And I thought the easiest way to get a step into the healthcare would be uh, becoming a CNA. And I was perfectly happy with that. And I was work, uh, working in one of the local hospitals here in Bangor. And um, um, one day I'm just walking down the unit and I saw a call bell coming on. And even though it wasn't my patient, I decided to just uh, check in uh, because I was in the neighborhood. And so I walked in there and I saw this patient laying in the hospital bed and um, I don't know what he wanted, but I could tell he <clears throat> had spinal cord injury from the neck down. And um, so after I attended to his needs, uh, I saw that his television was running and I thought, you want me to change the channel? Because I saw some, some Christian channel there, and they were asking for money. And, you know, who's my... <laughs> anyway, I asked him. And uh, so he said no, and finding out that he was a born-again Christian. So I said, oh. And um, from then on, as I when I tell the story, I said he was trying to save my uh, soul. So after a while, <laughs> I... <laughs> I um, became always his CNA, and um, after a while, he dis uh, he said to me, Anya, you have to become an RN. And uh, I was so full of resistance, and I said, no, I don't uh, want to go back to school.
school anymore. I have all the degrees I wanted and I don't want to pay for school and all this kind of, I don't want the responsibility. So I had all these arguments against it. And nevertheless, he said over time, he says, I have my whole church praying for you. My family is praying for you. Everybody is praying for you. You need to become an RN. So that was, uh, went on uh, over time, and he got discharged, and he got uh, readmitted again, and I became his CNA again. And then one day I said to him, so I got kind of fed up with him, I tell you what, when you start walking again, I become an RN. Right. And he so, was a quadriplegic, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. So, he has been a quadriplegic for over 15 years at that time. Yes. So, uh, and that was the end of it. Um, uh, I think, I'm not quite sure about the timeline, but a few months later, he died. And I, one afternoon, I was sitting in front of my computer, and at this time, I was going into these chat rooms, and it was one of those psychic medium uh, chat rooms, and I was just watching what was going on on the screen and um, watching the conversation. Then suddenly I got uh, this text message from a total stranger. I checked the profile out. And the text message said, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry to interrupt, and I know you don't know me, but I have a message from you for you. And uh, so I already got an eerie feeling for some reason. And I said, yes. And he said, this message is for Tom. And I knew immediately who he was talking about. Hmm. And he said, the message is, I am walking with the Lord. And I am, I think I cursed out loud. And I said, oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, needless to say, I went, I applied to nursing school and everything went so smooth. I immediately got accepted, even though there was a waiting list for several years. Uh, Hmm. All the paperwork. I expected it would be all kinds of stress with paperwork because, you know, my transcripts have to be translated and certified from Germany and so on. And, but nothing, I mean, everything went just really smoothly. Then one day, um, I was with my nurse, I was a student during, uh, during my education, and that was actually at the height of my, um, panic disorder and phobia. There was a reason why I actually got into healing. It was really in order to heal myself. And um, so, and I was very agoraphobic and I had to go with my student, uh, with my nurse, uh, I was a student at that time, uh, go somewhere in the middle of nowhere as I perceived. Probably was just, uh, you know, one uh, town further, but, uh, you know, I really thought it was at the end of the world and uh, well you can go one town out of Bangor and be right in the middle of nowhere (laughs) but but go on (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems that that way sometimes so but um so we're knocking at the door and I was trying to keep my panic uh, down and the door opened and there was the wife of of Tom my my former patient Wow. And I started crying and told her that because of him, I am now in the middle of nursing school and um, told her about the message, which I don't know whether she 
<laughs> she she looked a little bit confused, but at that time I was able to just kind of a little bit paid back, and I bathed her and and lotioned her and gave her a back massage and all this kind of stuff. And seeing yes. her that way was actually, you know, was the beginning of a career in nursing and in healing, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was quite profound, you know. So this is where I really realized that there is a plan. And that was the start, really, of my spiritual journey as well. Do you think Tom directed you to his wife's house like that? Well, I certainly believe that. It's just that, you know, how you get sometimes those goosebumps and you just know you have that sense, that feeling, this this is important, you know, this is something, you know, that I didn't create this, some something or some, uh, somebody else created this. Yeah, I right. really definitely have a sense of it. And, you know, that, that, I mean, really, I was in that chat room for the first time. And that this total stranger just told me this message out of nowhere. I've never yeah. talked with this person and said, he is walking with the Lord after I blurted out to him because I was so fed up. He's telling me that he is, everybody's praying for, for me to become a Well, friend. you know, that's, that's really amazing too, Anya, because you said it just out of a, maybe a moment of uh, annoyance. I'll, I'll go to nursing school when you're walking again. And okay. and yet you, <laughs> yeah, and and yet yeah. you you followed through. I mean, you didn't yeah. just uh, you didn't just blow it off. I mean, you got that message and you went to nursing school. Yeah, I, I got so, that message. I really got this message. Changed really changed your life. Yes, it, it, yeah. it did. I would I don't know what I would have done with my life. I probably would have been data DNA or maybe decided. Who knows? But right. that was really a catalyst of. Uh, also opening up that, and then of course of uh, going through the the panic disorder and yes. uh, the you know that that really the difficult time I experienced at the time in order to heal myself. So I started I know. learning you, you, all. Hmm? I was going to say you you told me at one point that you even though you had been a flight attendant, you were even a, a, became um, afraid of flying. Yeah, that's that's a lot of anxiety. Yeah, I couldn't see my family for many years because of that. You know, I barely couldn't make it out of the house. And it was really just one uh, incident which really changed the way I looked at at life and didn't feel safe anymore. I had, of course, PTSD. And then also it went into uh, physical manifestation. Suddenly I had all these, uh, these allergies, all these physical pain, and um, even though, of course, I believe in medicine, uh, Western medicine, because I am a nurse, and I'm the first one to pop a ibuprofen, you know, when something, yes. uh, you know, then when there are aches and pains there, but then, now I'm going deeper. You know, yes, you went You went far thing? beyond uh, Western medicine in, in your uh, yeah. practice, so, uh, yeah. yeah, tell us that story, how you got into that. So, um, yeah, because I had all these crippling anxiety and panic attack, and um, the, and I had a phobia of medication, so I couldn't even really take any medication. Um, cognitive behavioral approach didn't work. My brain wasn't wired for that, I guess. And uh, so I um, 
became a Reiki practitioner, um, level one and level two. And of course, I had plenty of time since I couldn't go really anywhere, since I couldn't leave my house. I was online a lot and just trying to learn more and more on how to conquer this mental illness. And uh, then and I met all kinds of interesting people online. And one of them was my friend John. He uh, lived in Colorado, Creston, Colorado at this time. And he was also a Reiki practitioner. And at that time, I was starting to learn remote viewing. And sometimes, you know, how you have that connection to people and you just know what they would say or where they are or so on. Anyway, one day I was laying on the, the massage table and somebody gave me a Reiki treatment, a friend of mine, and I decided to send some Reiki to my friend Sean. And I couldn't find him. You know, I've done that before. That's when, you know, I tuned into him. I knew exactly where he was and even what he was wearing at this time, well, which wasn't really difficult because at that time he was living in Florida, so I assumed he would wear some shorts, and, um, but I just couldn't find him. Initially, I thought, is he blocking me? But it didn't feel that way. Mm. So, so then I just kind of let it go and sent Ricky to other uh, people. And then later this afternoon, uh, I was online again, and I saw him showing up online, and I texted him immediately, where were you? During the same time, he texted me, not right back, but during the same time I received this text message. Uh, I was uh, out in space or in the universe with the ascendant masters and last one. And I said, what are you talking about? So he told me that he just, uh, uh, in the morning, he got the Reiki master attunement. And I asked him, so who was that. And when he told me his uh, name, the Reiki master, his name is Shadow Wolf, I had this incredible sense of deja vu. Because about half a year before that happened, this incident, I was um, standing in the middle of the night on my balcony and uh, looking up to the moon and it was kind of a chilly fall night. There was uh, the full moon, and I heard a noise, and I looked down to the um, railroad tracks, and I saw a wolf staring up at me. And I thought, oh, no, that can't be it. It must be just some stray German shepherd. So I mm. looked, looked a little bit closer and kind of stared at him. And no, it was definitely a wolf. The shape, the silhouette of his uh, head, the eyes was incredible, and this wolf was just staring, uh, standing there by the railroad tracks and staring up. And of course, I was staring down. I thought, this is really crazy. So, of course, I'm a total, you know, Star Trek fan and so on. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to do some sort of mind melt, Vulcan mind melt and see what happens. You know, I was kind of chuckling there. Mm-hmm. And so I got myself into a little bit into trance and started tuning into his into this wolf's energy. And I don't really know what happened, but after a while after a while I woke up out of this trance and I heard a voice saying, Don't forget this. And this wolf, he was standing there in the shadow, 
with the full moon. And so I had this, this, this voice saying, don't forget it. And I, were, uh, I walked inside the house and immediately forgot about this. You know, I just tried <laughs> to get warm. So <clears throat> I called uh, the Wiki Master up. Five hours later, I was still in the, on the phone with them talking, and we had this incredible connection. Needless to say, I became a Reiki master. And it was, you know, 20 years ago or so, um, Reiki master. And he was um, doing all the old-fashioned training, so I became an pr- apprentice and uh, working and trying to give energy to uh, people you know, around the country. So I had a couple of years of this apprenticeship with them. During this time, I, um, he was also a hypnotherapist, and I have never been hypnotized before, doubted that anybody would get, you know, through my stubborn, you know, German mind and get me actually so relaxed that I would be hypnotized. And so I said, oh, yeah, let's just try, try this. I've never done it and really had, my expectation was this is not going to work. And really, we only wanted to uh, just work on an issue I had and see what's coming up. Next thing I know, I'm laying, I'm still very much aware that I'm laying on this table, but I'm seeing all these pictures, more stories, almost like um, looking at a large green TV. But it was so real. So uh, I could feel the clothes, the material uh, on my skin. I could smell. I could uh, smell the, 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 the blood during one of the stories. What happened was, or what I was seeing in my mind, was I'm uh, going down a river and was with a boat shaped like a swan. And uh, from time to time, I walked out of, jumped out of this, this boat and went into another timeline. There were timelines of um, uh, me going into a cave and suddenly I'm wearing this leather and uh, fur clothes on my body. And um, <clears throat> next thing I know, I'm around the, the fire with my um, other sisters, so to speak. For some reason, uh, the, the word sisters came in my mind, although I knew intuitively they were really not my bio sisters. But we mm-hmm. were around the fire, and then suddenly uh, this, this uh, very grim-looking Neanderthal, you know. There was during this time where we, we just got from the hunters to the gatherer um, time area, and... Um, so he just stood there, and uh, there was not a lot of conversation. A lot was some guttural sounds, some gastics and mimics and so on, and I ended up on his fire, and he just say I became his um, woman. Mm-hmm. The sense of it was woman. There was not the understanding of being a wife or so. It was just his woman. So I became pregnant. And I, uh, later on, went to, of course, there are these time lapses. It's not so that I saw from minute to minute, you know, years to come, but these time lapses occurred into my uh, mind. Next thing I know, I was pregnant. Next thing I know, I went down to the river and gave birth. And um, I must say, um, I was squatting at the tree 
holding on to the tree and after the boy uh, came out of me, I delivered the boy, I ripped the um, cord with my teeth and I could taste the iron taste in my mouth, mm. the iron of the blood. So as I said, it was so detailed. It was pretty amazing. And anyway, so the story uh, uh, continues and many years later, we were starving and uh, the man decided to um, go hunting. And he took my boy with, with him. And I absolutely resisted and I resisted and I was afraid for some reason I said, don't take my boy. Anyway, the hunting party left and sometime, I don't know whether it was days or weeks, they came back and my boy was missing. There was laying on the massage table, still aware that I'm laying there, but I could not stop from sobbing and crying. I mean, I experienced so much grief at that time. Mm. Mm. I could not even think really, even though I was aware that I was on the table, but I couldn't even think of stopping, you know, howling out there. And then next thing I know, I went to another and another and another, uh, as I believe, uh, past life experience. Either that or I'm just really having an incredible fantasy life, but I really do believe that <laughs> I I was remembering my past life. Now, do, uh, do you remember um, another life that you could tell us about? Um, <clears throat> yes. I met Jesus Christ. And uh, I am, I guess, I am a Christian, but I'm also a Buddhist, and I'm embracing a lot of religion, or rather, I am interested in a lot of religion, uh, but I'm really more spiritual than anything else. So I was um, jumping off the boat again, and next thing I know, I'm wearing these very rough cloth on my body. And I was a woman. There were other lifetimes where I was a man. And we decided, uh, the other women in my life and I decided to go up to the hill and um, because the Messiah is speaking. And it was very interesting, the sense, the, the, the feeling of just interest and making it an exciting little um, adventure, almost like an going to a picnic. That was mm-hmm. the sense I, I uh, received at that time. And so we were walking up the hill, and there were so many people there, uh, lots and lots of people, and we couldn't really get any space closer to this man who I just saw a profile. He had really dark hair, a kind of not uh, more wavy, he had really an uh, interesting nose. Um, it was more like a hawk-type nose. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's all what I say. Uh, saw. And of course, his clothing and stuff. Um, and so I'm trying, I'm just looking around during this time and couldn't hear what he was saying. And I know he was talking because I saw his lips moving. Then I watched the expression of the people who were close to him. They were all sitting around him. And that's the expression of awe on their faces. 
really, really got to me. I thought, what? I wonder what he was talking. And I thought that in no, no, my, I wonder what he is talking. And this is all in the, pre- this, in the present. If you, when I was going through these experiences, those stories, I always had the sense of this happened right then in the present. And so, yeah, I did not hear yeah. what he was saying, but I um, saw the expression uh, on the faces of the people who could hear him. You know, so, this this reminds me a little of when people have near-death experiences and they have a life review. I wonder if those life reviews or elements from those life reviews are available uh, as memories when you're in a hypnotic state. It sounds like that was you were catching glimpses of past lives as you might have seen them in the, in the uh, life review after you had died. Yeah, quite possible. I have... Um you know, during my my years of study, um, you know, I'm able to connect to the Akashic rec- uh, records now. I am uh, also working when I work with clients. I am connecting to the, as I call it, the Universal Library, to get information about my clients in regard to um, um, what, but basically, else and and what the underlying reasons are. So then in order mm. to remove those energies and balance balance everything out. So during this time, then, of course, uh, as I mentioned before, I started learning more and more and more in order to heal myself and then finding out that I, with those techniques, were able to, uh, to help other people as well. So then slowly but surely, I, um, you know, first started with my friend. Hey, I learned something new. Do you want to try it out? And um, then it kind of developed into something much larger. And um, working with this kind of energy also, um, I saw changes over time. I'm working with uh, a friend or acquaintance, and next thing I know, I'm seeing all of these people. So I'm describing these in my mind. I'm seeing yes. people in my mind, and um, I'm describing the people, finding out that there's some the mother, grandmother, any uh, um, friend who died, and they are there to help during this healing. That's what I at least perceive. Sometimes they're just coming in to say hi, and um, and then just observing the session. Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel that if someone comes into the room when you're trying to work with a patient and they're related to the patient, are they sending energy from the other side to help do the healing as well? Maybe what they are doing during our session, they are literally showing me what to do. Uh, showing, and they are also. I get a sense sometimes I need to ask this question because the way I work is the more precise my questions are, the mm-hmm. better the answer. And that's what I do. I connect with uh, muscle testing to my clients and um, then I get the answers. However, if I don't ask the right question, I don't get the right answer, what I have experienced. 
And uh, so that's the way we are doing our healing sessions. Uh, then, <clears throat> as I mentioned earlier, I'm also very much into or fascinated by the universe. So whether it's because I am so more in tune, my interest uh, is because uh, is the the universe, the cosmos, the the unknown. But I also getting information uh, through other uh, extraterrestrial beings. And I know that sounds for some people a little bit um, unusual to say the least. But um, I was I had a client, and she's a she's a very um, quite well known psychic. And um, so we're doing energy exchanges. And she suddenly looks up and says, look in the corner. And in my mind, I'm see, I see this um, hmm, uh, alien, so okay. alien who looks what? like a fish, but who looks like a fish but standing up very large. And this alien looks like has these big lips, like these uh, these fishes who clean the aquarium. You know, mm-hmm. the fishes I'm talking about. Yes. And so I'm seeing this in my mind, and she is obviously seeing it as well. And so we are describing what we are seeing, and it was identical. And so this is this is a source of uh, healing information as well. This. I call him the doctor, or it could be a woman, uh, could be a, uh, who knows it, and uh, uh, I call him the doctor now, uh, because lately he has been wearing a, phys- a you know, a physician coat, <laughs> and when, when, he show, <laughs> when he shows up, this is when I go into cell modification. I work with chromosomes, DNA, of course, all energetically. Uh, and when he shows up, I get information downloaded or channeled, which I have not known before. So, so very interesting. So Anya, uh, unfortunately, yes. we are running out of time, and I want to we give you a already. chance to uh, to yeah. let the audience know how they could get in touch with you or or get to your website if um, if they'd like to. Yeah, sure. Um, my website is www.heavenlychi.com and it's spelled H-E-A-V-N there's no E in there L-Y-C-H-I dot com or people can also find me on Facebook and we can take it from there Anya Prestridge Great Well thank you Anya Uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. And, there's, and, yeah, uh, there's so many more stories I could tell, of course, and more experiences. You know? we, we, yeah. we will definitely have to have you come back again. <laughs> and it, to our audience, if you'd like to listen to this or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about the work of IANS, uh, check out that website, iands.org. And tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, For more NDE Radio, this is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.